Welcome back to First Draft Phil. I'm your host, Phil Lager, and this is the show where we talk about worship, music, and following Jesus. Today on the podcast, part two of my conversation with singer-songwriter and worship leader Aaron Weichel. We talk about the creative opportunities that were opened up because of the pandemic, uh, the story behind the song King Jesus that I had the pleasure of co-writing with Aaron, and we also talk a little bit about what it is going to take in the future for us to raise up a generation of people who worship in spirit and truth. So sit back and enjoy part two of my conversation with Aaron Weichel. So, you know, pandemic, like most of us, kind of gave us this opportunity to do more with our creative side. And we saw, you know, mics flying off the shelves. Everyone's wanting to do podcasts. Everyone's wanting to record at home. And now we have the means to do that. And so, we, you know, we got into that as well and started figuring out, like, you know, can we put some songs out there? Can we do some covers? Um, with my friend Nick Helms, we've, we've yeah. done some things like that. But then even just figuring out, like is now a season to keep writing, to write original music and to see if we can share that with people who need to know hope um, during what was such a dark time. Um, yeah. So we make time for those things because we think it's meaningful and it's important. And because again, it it is an outlet for the passion and the desire to use the gifts that God has given. So, you know, it's not a hundred percent of what we do all the time, but it's definitely a piece of our ministry, but also just a piece of our heart that we would be able to share yeah. meaningful music. Um, yeah. And I love it. that people would be blessed by that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you, you've definitely, um, um, made, uh, made time for it, made space for it. Uh, you've been working, you mentioned your friend, Nick. Uh, so how, how did you guys get Nick Helms? How did you guys get connected together and start making music together? Yeah. Uh, Nick and his wife, Becky, uh, we went through training college together. So they're our session mates. Um, we'd known each other for some years, but really got to know each other and develop friendship with one another, the four of us while we were in training. And um, Nick's exceptionally musical, really gifted um, brass player and also gifted vocalist and, and worship leader. So we just kind of thought, oh, is this, you know, is this something that we can kind of do together, split the load of, you know, responsibility and recording and all that kind of thing. But mm. yeah, that's just kind of, again, came out of the pandemic and having the time to do it. Okay. And then you guys figured, well, then you had to navigate how you get it out to the world. Uh, and right. so you put it on uh, out there for streaming and everything like that. Um, 
you've navigated all the red tape that's necessary to navigate yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 an organi- in an organization. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've been blessed by, by all of that music and I'm going to link to, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, and then you reached out to me and you said, Hey, Phil, you want to mm-hmm. write something together? And I jumped at it because I, I love your style, I love your voice. So tell me about King Jesus. How did that song come about for you? Oh, man, I I love this song a lot. I, I think that, okay, here's what it is. A friend said to me, hey, can you write a song about grief? And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be something someone's going to want to listen to, right? But as I thought about it, she was, she was kind of tasking me to come up with something about like what it is to kind of sit within grief and not having reconciliation with Jesus. And so I thought about that for a little while um, and sat down at the piano and just kind of started playing around with some, some words as you do um, playing around with some melody lines and just started writing this thing. Um, I felt like the verses came to be very quickly, but as you know, I reached out because I was really struggling with where to go with the chorus, because I think that, um, to be very honest, as a songwriter, I can be very melancholy. <laughs> and so sometimes that reality of, you know, just saying like, Lord, this is hard, um, you know, and that kind of the sense of difficulty sometimes when, when it's hard to get to Jesus and hard to get to his heart, that can come across as, I think, to someone who's listening as like, wow, this is depressing, despite it being real. And I wanted it to turn a corner so that the focus is then still on Jesus, right? And I think we nailed it. I think we did it so well because the chorus is King Jesus, have your way, right? Yeah. And yeah. how applicable is that to anything that we have to come to him with? Yeah, but well, when 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 you is. sent me the lyrics, the 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 lyrics um to the verses and we were just trying to figure out where it was gonna go. Um, I also am a melancholy uh, songwriter, so this could have been a disaster for us to just both navel gazing and just looking at ourselves. Yeah. And, um, but I think in your verses, you—I mean—you articulated um, like it's prayers, right? There's there's several yeah. prayers in the verses, um, uh, personal prayers, prayers to be more outward focused, and mm-hmm. like um, so. I was I was sitting with that and um. I um I like being on this side of of that because usually I think I come I come to people with my song ideas. Uh and so I liked being on this side of that so I can yeah. I can just see what like sort of distill it. Now I sent you back a couple of ideas and we we massaged massaged it together. Um I mean the journey of songwriting is so cool especially co-writing with people. Yeah. Um we uh, now I I had been going through and still am going through a a bit of a discipleship uh, mentorship relationship with um, a Steve Wolfing who is yeah. uh, another friend of ours who is who is yeah. Tom's father in law uh, yeah. Rachel's dad and um, and it's all about humility and it's uh, it's something that I didn't know this but. Y- uh, Chris has also gone through mm-hmm. uh, this as well, your husband, Chris. And so that's fresh in my mind as I'm listening and I'm reading your words. And the title of, of, of Steve's um, uh, sheet, it's all about, you know, uh, the 
the beginning of the Beatitudes is about humility. It's about having a heart for the king to reign in, which, uh, you know, it's it's all about humility. It's all about coming before Jesus as our king. Uh, And so I'm sitting with your lyrics and I'm sitting with this and I'm thinking, these kind of like, they kind of like go together really well. So... Um, and then we massage the, the the lyrics and the melody together. I I love it too. I I um yeah. I'm very critical. I mean, we all are artists. We're self critical <laughs> when we put something out. Um, but I loved the opportunity to to um yeah to to write this song with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's the first, <laughs> maybe first of many. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. People can go check that out. Help me see. Things that cause your heart to grieve Move aside what keeps me from your truth Help me find the words to sing When emptiness is filling me And your heart is not my home King Jesus, King Jesus, King Jesus, have your way. King Jesus, King Jesus, King Jesus, have your ask what's next for you. I know this is a crazy busy season uh, for Salvation Army officers. Uh, you're in the middle of Christmas and kettles and all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I did catch a few of your cool things on Instagram with Chris playing a, uh, a recorder. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fancy word for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, maybe maybe going just a little bit um, you know, I, I'm a very critical person by nature. I have to catch myself uh, uh, finding what's wrong with things and what's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be a skill. It can be a good thing to have sometimes when yeah. you want to improve. But um, I have been having conversations with people lately. Uh, I have been praying about and thinking about um, how healthy or unhealthy in certain areas is the Salvation Army when it comes to worship. And when it comes to our people, um, you looking around the Salvation Army or just your context, like um, what are some good things that you see and what are some things you think, hey, we should look at these things and and try to address them maybe? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, That's a big question just to pop on you because I gave you no no warning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a a good question, though. you know, you, you, you prompted all this first with what's next. And I, and I immediately was thinking, well, I don't have anything on the docket yet, you know, nothing's next, but 
I'll be very honest and say what I feel like is necessary and needed and next for me within the Salvation Army is to keep raising up um, people who worship in spirit and truth um, Mm. and in freedom. And what I think is missing, um, what I think is missing is that I think that we approach music in the Salvation Army um, in an interesting way. I think that there are certain things that we highly value within the Salvation Army. Um, we, you know, we have this rich heritage with brass music and uh, choral music that I think we have done well um, historically with, but I think that we are, we have not done well in raising up a generation and generation and subsequent generation of worshipers. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, the the critical piece that you that you said, like that that it's easy to criticize, it's easy to be very, very um hard on what we hear. I think that's real. I think that's super real. And I think that we can have the facade of really good music and the facade of really good worship um in a number of the contexts that the Salvation Army provides that, and it not be fueled again by the power and the moving of the Holy Spirit, or it not have the capacity to to allow people to be free in their expression of worship when they come together. Um, I would like to see the Salvation Army free. I'd like to see people in the Salvation Army be free in their worship. And I think what I mean by that is that they are, they're uninhibited, um, that there's not an agenda when they come, when they gather with other worshipers, uh, whether it's on a Sunday morning, whether it's at a major event, but that there's a sense of, and, and you said it, that there's humility when we come before Jesus, that there's this willingness to get low, to get before him and to offer him our best in those moments. And so if that looks like pausing and being still in two hours of worship, let it be, you know, if it is throwing out the plan for that time and, and just spending some time in spontaneity before him, then let that be. I think that we do not know well Hmm. how to just let the spirit lead us into these times of, of adoration and of just um, just pouring out our song before him. And so I don't know if that's because there haven't been enough experience experiences for, with people in the Salvation Army with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because there's discomfort with it, because it does not fit within the mold of program and, and place. But yeah. I would just, I would just love for more people to be exposed to him in those types of moments so that they can experience him, taste him, see him, and then be led by him Mm. in the adoration of him. Right. Like, isn't it so generous of the Lord that he helps us worship him? I think that's crazy. It blows my mind. But, but again, when you come before him, you say, okay, I'm uninhibited. Like this is about you and it's for you. Like, would you help me? Like he's so gracious to do it. Mm. And so, um, you know, and how do we get there? How do we get there in the Salvation Army? How do we get there as a movement? It, it It is not about what we produce in those corporate settings. I believe it is what we bring out of the overflow of our own time with him. So it's about people saying, yeah, I've got personal relationship with Christ. And this is what he's speaking to me when I'm with him, when I'm sitting alone with him. This is what he's showing me. And that is what we bring in together. Could you imagine an army of people who come together because they have overflowed in that personal experience with him? Like anything's possible when that happens right yeah yeah and it means we have to choose that we have to choose that in our private times we have to say uh we have to make real choices and and sacrifices if need be to Mm -hmm. uh you know the thing that comes to mind is i'm not going to bring the lord a sacrifice that cost me nothing you know that that that, that from david said 
me love where I have failed to love like you to hear the ones who need your mercy to give me eyes to see like you to breathe and live and be like you that your heart would be there I, I do look forward to our next collaboration whenever and whatever that might be. Maybe on the other side of Christmas after it, stop, it gets uh, stops being crazy. Um, thank you for being on my podcast today. It was so good to talk with you. Um, yeah, everybody go check out Aaron Weichel's stuff. Um, you can find her on Spotify, Apple Music, any of the streaming things. Anything else you want to shout out before we say goodbye today? No, man, I appreciate this. Thanks for having me on and just want to encourage people to keep pursuing, seeking after Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Aaron. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Just a really great conversation there with Erin, and I encourage you guys to go check out her music, uh, E-R-I-N-W-I-K-L-E, anywhere you listen to music, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or wherever, uh, and just be blessed by uh, her offerings. I know you will. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening today to today's episode. Um, if you would not mind, just go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to this. Uh, it just helps other people find the podcast. Um, next week, conversation with my good friend Doug Barry, who's a fantastic worship leader, uh, songwriter himself. Um, he is the brainchild behind Unbound, um, which is a Salvation Army worship collective. And uh, I just had a great conversation with him. Look, look forward to sharing that with you guys. In the meantime, Remember, God is faithful all the way from your first draft to your finished story. God bless you guys.